Hi everyone and welcome to the latest Punches in 10 with me David Brooks and my colleague Simon Q. Today we're going to talk you through three of the top things we've seen this week on pensions. So we're going to talk about scams and the FCA and TPO have issued some big fines. We're also going to talk about longevity, we're all living longer, and also look at dashboards um, and also an interesting finisher. But Simon, where are you? <laughs> I thought you'd ask that. Uh, I have hot-footed it down to sunny Brighton. Well, it was sunny earlier uh, for a, a conference. So uh, our viewers might want to know that we're recording this on a Sunday evening. How's that for dedication to our, our viewership? Uh, recording on a Sunday evening. So if there's a big story that comes out on Monday morning, sorry if we've missed it. So Dave, over the last week, the pensions ombudsman and the FCA have both been busy in regard to scams. Do you want to talk us through that? Yeah, so two absolutely massive um, uh, determinations came out. So the first one involved the pension ombudsman and uh, chess grandmaster Simon Williams. Um, and he became involved as a trustee in a pension liberation scam where members were effectively losing all of their pension. One member lost um, everything and others have lost great deals of their um, of their pension through complicated investments and property deals. Um, and the ombudsman came down very hard on um, on Simon and he has been ordered to pay £739,000 um, to try to put the members back into the position they were and also um, £6,000 each for um, distress. Um, and it's an absolute monster of a judgment. So 130 pages, 600 or so paragraphs. Um, and it's a pretty, um, pretty difficult read. You know, so people are, are losing everything and it's um, it's pretty complex as well. What the uh, what the actual scam was doing. Um, I should say that um, Simon is uh, appealing the judgment. So um, so they, he have to go through due process on that. But I think there are just a couple of things that trustees of all shapes and sizes can take from this, because a lot of the criticism of Simon has been that he wasn't um, executing his trust, trustee duties appropriately. And so ultimately, um, even if he felt like he wasn't at the centre of the scam um, and didn't know what was going on, trustees have ultimate responsibility what happens in their pension schemes, good and bad. And so um, trustees should ensure that they're aware of what's going on and should make sure they understand things because ignorance is not necessarily a protection against the law and um and simon has learned this lesson in a very painful um, and difficult way um i'll just carry on do jump in if you want to but um the other case we have is um from the sea and um darren reynolds um, an ifa with active wealth has been fined 2.2 million pounds for his um, activities um, in advising individuals. So this, um, some of the wording the FCA has come out with is quite strong um, in how he has been uh, conducting his activities. Um, and so they're saying that he's acted dishonestly and he's received roughly a million pounds in commission payments that he shouldn't have had. Some of these members involved those involved, you know, you'll know this um, with the British Steel Pension Scheme um, debacle that happened around 2017. So there's 100 odd people involved with that and they were under a lot of pressure to make decisions. And it would appear that uh, Mr. Reynolds um, made good for himself in that situation. Should know again, he is appealing that to the Determinations Tribunal. So again, he'll go through due process, but these are two absolutely whopping great um, uh, fines been levied by TPO and uh, SEA. Okay, next up, Simon, I understand you've learned that while we're all living longer, it might be that we're gonna live even longer. Well, according to The Economist uh, and certain experts and billionaires and goodness knows who else, there is a, a real chance that we're going to start living to around 120. So 100 is 
not exactly the norm, but it's it's not unfamiliar. But they do believe that 120 with the the right exercise, fitness plans, drugs, um, I'm assuming legal drugs, um, could possibly get us to 120. Um, it, it's interesting, I think, that centenarians at the moment make up 0.03% of the population. So whilst there's uh, it's probably one of these familial things, because when someone makes it to 100 or is 100 plus, everyone hears about it and it's 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 a big thing. Um, but it is actually across the globe uh, quite a small number. But it does make me think um, of the the sometimes apocryphal stories of civil war pensions and and the last ones to be paid out. And during research, um, I've seen that the the daughter of a civil war veteran uh, was being paid until 31st of May 2020. That's Irene Triplett was still in receipt uh, of a, a beneficiary's pension um, in May 2020. Yeah, I mean there were four widows that that died in the 21st century and it's, it is hellishly complicated to work out if they were getting a pension um and i think the last one was going to alberta martin um although she, hers was stopped for a few years while um they couldn't trace her and i think they think the, the where she was living the state arkansas where she was living they stopped writing out the checks because they thought that um, um everyone had died and then her family piped up and said oh no she's still going and then she started getting back payments and uh, and the payments again so pretty it's all in the late 90s and she died in 2004 had to read my notes couldn't remember but yeah amazing stuff absolutely well there was there's was another that didn't actually receive a pension so uh as a, a widow helen jackson could have had a pension uh, should she chosen to have announced it but she was married when she was 17 and the Civil War veteran was 93, uh, she died in 2020. And you can kind of see why she kept a secret, really, can't you? Yeah, yeah. But she missed out on lots of money. It was like $70 a month, you know, she could have had, which would have been, you know, a lot of money, I'd have thought. But yeah, it's astonishing to think, you know, how, how long these relationships and how long people live. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? It could mean all sorts for trustees. Today, dashboards are in the news again. Do you want to run us through what's been happening? Yeah, it was announced this week that um, Standard Life, um, together with Money Hub, are going to launch a commercial dashboard. Um, I think pretty much that's the first one we've seen, the first commercial dashboard be announced. So I think this is really good news. Um, I'm a big supporter of the dashboard and what it could do. Um, I know a lot of people think it will never happen. I think it will happen. Um, I do agree that some people, some people who believe that it's perhaps a bit of scope creep and is going too far to what the original intention was, but I think that's down to European legislation. I think think um, what we had was IOP two, which told schemes they needed to write to their deferred members, and that was in um, a few years ago. And a lot of us thought for a while that deferred statements were going to be mandated. That didn't happen. So we've had dashboards, and I do think it's important for people who don't think dashboard is going to happen appreciate the fact that it's. It's legal. It's a legal thing that we need to provide this. We need to be able to do this. We're already overrunning providing it. So I'm still a big supporter of the dashboard and I'm pleased to see a commercial dashboard um, be announced. OK, Simon, we've got a minute to go. So what's caught your eye this week? Something in The Economist has caught my eye this week, Dave. Uh, the headline was Between the Spreadsheets. Apparently, the author of the article is suggesting that uh, Busy professionals are using spreadsheets to plan um, bedroom time 
this is a family podcast. I will I will keep it so, uh, or vlog, or whatever we wish to call it. Um, <laughs> but this is not a new thing. I was very careful in how I researched this, Dave, as you can imagine. Mm. But it appears that in 2013, there was an app launched to, and I quote, monitor performance in bed to provide statistical and historical feedback. It tracks a user's movement and audio levels to provide statistical and visual analysis. So maybe this is a way that actuaries can diversify using sex sale spreadsheets. <laughs> and I must give credit to Victoria Valentine, the wonderful Victoria Valentine <laughs> for the sex sale line there. I can't think of anything to say, Simon, that would not get us taken off LinkedIn. So I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> My imagination. Goodbye, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, viewers. Okay. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you again next time.